Hey, everybody. Mitchell here. Just want to start off the show by thanking all of our beloved Patreons, and then we can get back finding out what happened with that spooky cliffhanger in the sunken giant city. Okay. Uh, Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, Christopher Dunn, Nick Scott, and Ian Ford. Thank you. Gullitice, Matthew Smets, Mary Rain, Chris Walsh, and Christopher Bruce. Thank you. Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Michelle B., and Heather Romanchik. Thank you. Noreen Elizabeth, Robert Andrews, David Forsey, and Heather Baird. Thank you. Cheryl Nash, Chelsea Dabb, and Shell Scott. Thank you guys all so much. And now, on to the show. Previously on Wonders and Blunders, Kara, Star, and Valen took turns keeping watch over the forest. And although the night was uneventful, they were unable to shake the feeling that they were being watched. On top of that, Star was visited by terrible dreams of light being transformed into a raven monster and vines bursting out of an open star dance gate. And when he awoke, found that some of his life force had been drained away. Later in the morning, Ben turned the bag of holding inside out, flooding the entire area with freezing cold water, gold, and magic items. The cold water seemed to wake up the Queen Mimic from whatever she was doing underground, and she began consuming the wildlife that Diglin and Kara had brought back for her. They used the Compass of the Lost to determine which direction Lilia had taken light, and the Queen Mimic rose up to walk them in that direction. Meanwhile, in the sunken city, Rowan and Bree continued exploring, looking for a way home, and also for weapons and snacks and boots, I guess. They made their way into a jungle-like agricultural district, which was overgrown but full of all sorts of tasty fruits and vegetables. They found three more mummified giants inside, each with hexagonal keys. But as they collected them and got ready to move on, they heard a terrible growl from the darkness above and water dripping onto the leaves around them, as it seems whatever had gotten into the city had traveled through the night and caught up with them. See, this is where dwarven strategy would have come in handy. Just close both of those doors, sit there, and wait for whatever's outside to die of starvation. Oh well, we'll do it their way, I guess, on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. Queen Mimic, a ragged chunk of land carrying walls and a cabin, supported by six pseudopods, walks along the edge of the Aetherlock as the sun rises over the mountains and the party is carried closer to Lilia's lair. We're not going across the lake, right? No, around the outside again, you said? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just, just making sure. I'd love you to go across the top of the lake, but you're not going <laughs> to Now is not the time to be picked up by a dragon. <laughs> yeah, or... um. Or the scion or scions or what are they? The voice in the dark. Aboleth. Yeah. 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 See the aboleth like stuck to the bottom of the ice. Like a sucker fish. Yeah. Oh, I had a good, good sleep. Come on down here again. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tap on the ice. I hate that. <laughs> do you, are there any like preparations you want to do on the way or, or anything as you as you travel? Over these couple of days, attuned to the sword. Yeah, yeah. Was there a longbow in that bag of weapons? Yes. I'll attune to those bracers. Okay. I'm also going to relentlessly train dust 
over the next two days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time that he wants a break, I'm just going to just start giving him a five minutes and just wake him up, just get him, get him up again, and then just back to martial training. I think Kara wants to talk over what spells she should like have ready with somebody. Bezric is pretty keen. Every chance he gets, he wants to tell you the story of what happened. So I think he would be a good person to talk over because he sort of saw what was going on. <laughs> yeah, we would also be very interested in hearing like, yeah. detailed description of how it all went down. He's sitting by the fire with the remaining woads. And as you walk over to him, he's just like, oh, yes, it's uh, it was very sad. But I'm, I'm sure that we're, we're all going to meet again someday. Uh, and uh, I think they, they did a wonderful job, and I'm sure they had a, a, just a, an amazing time. I'm so glad we all got to see the outside of the forest before any of that happened. They, You can see that the other woads are, like, furious <laughs> and just staring him down as he says these things, and he's, like, patting them on the shoulders, and they're, like, whacking his hand away every time he tries to comfort them. Bezric? Yes? Um, we'd love to hear about what Lily was doing when you fought her. Oh, yes. It was horrible. What a terrible creature that she was. She swooped down on us, but only after the the Darklings had pierced the defenses. Uh, The the little lizard did a wondrous job. I could see them popping in the forest, little bursts of light as they tried to make their way in, thwarted by traps at every turn. Yes, the little lizard is a natural hunter. Like... Whom is on the head of one of the woads. He's just like eating a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yes, very, very uh, astute, new owl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, eventually they did overwhelm the walls. Uh, a couple of my friends, they held them off fairly well at the front while we barricaded ourselves inside. Uh, at first... The cabin was in- incredible, just lifting them up and eating them one by one. It just popped in its mouth. Then she came flying above, out of any of our reach. We couldn't stop her, and she chanted and, and held held the cabin in place. Perhaps a spell to drag her to the ground? Yes, yeah, she was quite difficult for us to stop. And also, uh, I mean, we didn't see her coming at all, was the other thing, just... Well, one moment she wasn't there, and the next she was just there. Was she... Do you think she was changing places, or do you think she was invisible? I I don't know. We were quite distracted with all of the Darklings. Kara, so you, you have magic that like can, can control the other elements, like fire and lightning. Do you have anything that can control wind? I, I can Excellent question, Benjamin. I, I do have some I do have some magic for um creating like walls of wind and and things like that. I also I can put an anchor on a flying creature. Though well, that that sounds like it would be pretty pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Something something to if she's invisible, something to see her or to make her not be invisible would be good. Well, that's something that I could prepare. Pezric, you you fought her, right? What seemed to be effective? Well, I blasted her with lightning a whole bunch of times. And uh, uh, Yuri, the, the dwarf, he was uh, blasting her as well. At the same time, we realized that she could, when one of us tried to hit her with magic, she could stop us. But when both of us did, she couldn't. Many times that I cut my hand, 
it was like she was just in my mind and was able to stop me from channeling the lightning, which I, I can normally do quite easily. Well, not easily, but... Uh, and How? he holds up all the, the his yeah. super bandaged hands. How are your hands feeling? Terrible. Speaking <laughs> of, if you have some time, I... I'd love to go over how you cast your spells again. I do it like this, and then he cuts no, 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 his no, hand and stop. screams no, 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 and lightning no. strikes. <laughs> you don't need to cut yourself when you cast magic. Oh, I, I beg to differ. No, no. Um, let's. Yeah, Ben is now like over tut-tutting and like trying to fix the bandage that he just cut through. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go over it in a bit more detail once once you've finished your story. Uh, yes, uh, right. While trying to hit her with spells, Yuri was yelling that maybe if we could rattle her enough, then she would lose her hold over the cabin. So we uh, attacked her together, which was much more effective, and then uh, managed to, to break her hold, and the cabin came to life and uh, dealt with the rest of the Darklings, but not before they had pulled off your friends, taken them into the trees. When she stopped you from using the magic, was she getting into your head or was she stopping it outside? Uh, I could hear her in my mind and it was like I couldn't concentrate uh, on the lightning. She also had weaponized ravens. No matter where you friggin' hid, they'd hit you with ravens. It was terrible. Coming and pecking at you. Ravens everywhere. Yes. Well, maybe that wind spell would take care of them. And certainly Benjamin's guardian spirit seems uh, effective at small creatures that are trying to dive in from the sky. I hope I can do that again. I, I don't know how I did it. I was just super mad. I feel kind of mad all the time, so I should be able to. Well, I have confidence that you could call upon that again, should you need to. Yes, you must believe in yourself, young Benjamin. And then uh, Ben just, like, rolls his eyes. And he's like, shh, would you shut up and go away? Of, co of course. Yes, I know that with time... You will accept me into... Would you... And Ben, like, grits his teeth, and he's like, fuck off. <laughs> we all, like, our eyes all wide. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear, like, a reflexive, like, language from inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I... What's such a joyous word used to harm? <laughs> I, I would give you your space. And uh, home flies off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, hopefully my my magic will protect us from the ravens. And Kara's got lightning. She doesn't like that. And I have that daylight spell. I could cast that on something so that wherever we fight, the darklings can't hide in the shadows. I've been thinking about some, some new spells to... Locate and identify creatures, and I, I should have the ability to see anything that is invisible, if necessary, or um, select one creature in particular and prevent them from being hidden from me. As well, uh, I, I've de developed the ability to to see magically into locations uh, uh, distant from us, so I, I could do some invisible scouting. That seems like a really good idea. Perhaps we should do some of that today and see if we can find light or Fido. Uh, as we travel, we can scout the nearby areas. Okay, and so now Lilia also knows everything we're going to do in the fight too, right? And we're okay. That's we're okay with that. Ben like shrugs and well 
maybe Valen and Star and me and Diglin should talk about what we're going to do in the fight without you, Kara. Benjamin, you're still jumping to conclusions without the evidence to support it. We still don't know with certainty that Lilia can see or hear through Kara. It felt like when I was dreaming, she got into my head. But I got a bunch of stuff from her, too. Again, there may be all sorts of magical ways to divine our location, to hear our conversations. They may not even be connected to Kara. Do I, do I, uh, did I have the same feeling when I had the dream? No. Uh, no. You don't feel like you got anything from Lilia? Interesting. And thinking back on it, like mm-hmm. the way that Kara describes it, it sounds like something that happened, whereas you know yours didn't happen because you weren't right. there. I'll, I'll go, I'll go sit in the cabin while we travel. I'll no, that's read some not books what I was. Or I was, can you? I was gonna say, can you look back, like if she can see us, or do you have to be dreaming? And it might not be you, Valen. Can you can stop try. us from being watched? That might be possible. Didn't you say that when people use magic to watch other people, really bad things happen to them? Yes, the Council of Azuth tends to step in. Could we tell them what Lily is doing and get them to go after her, too? We would need to know how to contact them. Right. It would be a bad way to contact them if we use the magic that's forbidden, right? Yes, I don't particularly um, like the idea of ending up within their prison. Yeah, getting on their bad side is a way to start. I'd like to go and sit in the cabin and... Think about how it felt to see through Lilia's eyes when we were running from the temple. Or Diglin's eyes? Yeah. Okay. Make a check with your spellcasting modifier. That is a six plus seven, so 13. You sit down and you close your eyes and you think about when you were being carried away and you are under the effects of the dusk blood. And you feel yourself kind of leave your own consciousness. And at first, in the darkness, you can feel the sway of yourself moving back and forth as the cabin moves forward. But now you can also feel the wind on your face outside. And you can hear humming that feels like it's coming from your throat. And you push a little bit farther and you can see just for a second the Stardance Gate in front of you. And you can see that the area around it has changed quite a bit. That there are now slabs of stone set around like tables with little trinkets around them. And you feel yourself moving these trinkets around you see a lantern with two broken panes picked up and laid down to one side and then in front of yourself you feel yourself lay down a big jar and that jar is immediately recognizable to you as the jar that you saw Lilia gathering the souls of the darklings in 
And as that jar gets laid down, you see the hands let go of it, and the jar starts to get dragged towards the gate. And she grabs it again, and then places the lantern on the other side of it to stop it from moving. And there is a second of... Like, you can tell that she's very busy, and you feel very distracted. Like, you have a lot on your mind, and, like, you have a lot to do. But then there is a moment of clarity where your minds click together, and you feel a proud amusement. And then you're blocked out. She rolled a critical fail. (laughs) That's lucky, maybe. Bree and Rowan stand in the dim, overgrown garden district of the sunken city. From the darkness above, drops of liquid patter onto the vegetation around them as they slowly look up in terror. The ceiling is mostly engulfed in darkness. The the vines and trees have grown up around the cubes in the center, so only small amounts of light are piercing through the leaves and up beyond that is in complete darkness. But you do, as you're looking up, kind of wince as droplets of water are landing on your head. Bree would take her tail and just put it against Rowan's chest and slowly start trying to walk backwards while like nudging him backwards into the better lit uh, residential area we came from. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and I'll uh, silently kind of move with that. Slowly, like, backing your way out from under the willow, keeping your eyes locked upwards. As you start to walk towards the other side, you hear, like, a scraping and a shuffling from above. And the droplets of water, which were dropping sort of on and around you as you're looking up, start to move in that direction towards that door as well. Now dropping in front of you as you walk towards the door. Should we make run for it? I think uh, there is only one way out of this. And I think I'm going to put down the big sword that, uh, because I'm still like wielding both weapons over my shoulders (laughs) at this point. I think I'm just going to dig the sword into the ground and and, and, and grab the, the, uh, the big axe with both hands. And still keep moving, because I'm, I'm still assuming that it's a little better lit, at least closer to the residential area. Yeah, all of all of in here is in dim light, um, but the residential area is bright, yeah. I've got my hand crossbow out, just like eyes wide, kind of shoulders hunched, and I'm just kind of following Bree's lead. So as you take out the axe, Bree, that scraping and shuffling sound stops, and you can roll initiative. Nope. Oh, boy. You got this, right, Bree? I'm just going to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can just go right ahead. Uh, that's a four- 14 <laughs> for me. Uh, sorry, Rowan, what was yours? Uh, 18. So, Bree, you ready the axe. The scraping and shuffling sound above stops, and you're just, like, looking up at where the sound was coming from last, oh, no. and you don't see anything, but you are crushed under the weight of something which has just fallen off the ceiling oh my and god. landed on uh, top of you. Oh my god. Rowan, you see Bree like crumple 
as if hit Ugh. by something massive. Okay. You hear the sounds and you see now the vegetation around you is like thrashing as something is moving through it, tearing leaves off of vines and like bursting fruits and vegetables around you. Something violently thrashing around in this area. You feel like spines just brush past your face from some unseen threat which has landed on Bree. And Rowan, it's your turn. So this is, it, I can't see it. It's its not that it's too dark, it's that I just can't see it. It is invisible, yeah. You're, you're just punishing me for not taking <laughs> blind fighting on this level up right now. <laughs> the ground that I'm standing on, uh, you said there was a river running through, but is that all stoned in or is it like muddy soil, like muddy dirt below us? There is still a river. You are on like an overgrown stone path. Stone path, okay. Yeah, but there is a bridge just behind you separating you from the residential area that has a river still moving under it. Okay. No, no, no. I, this would be like a split second thing. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna fire at the hip and then try to draw its attention and, and run to get it off of Bree. Okay. Uh, make an attack. Oh, it's a nine. All right. So that's um, 15. Yeah, you shoot and you see it like... The crossbow ball does stop in the air for a moment and it's just like flicked end over end as something like swishes past you. Whatever it is is much closer to you than you were oh, expecting. Okay. And the crossbow bolt is just like flicking end over end. Yeah, yeah okay, well, well I, I got more than that. And then it was, come, come, come get me. And I'm kind of like backwards and waving my arms, but uh, I'm terrified. Like my eyes are way <laughs> wide open. I'm like waving my arms, but my elbows are still tucked in. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to uh, move. If it's right next to me, then yeah, I'll move the full 30 back and, and trying to draw it after me. Okay. So as you are moving backwards, like looking over your shoulder, you see Bree sort of getting tossed around on the ground under this strange thing. You see Bree move over the top of you as you feel like these weird appendages like moving past just outside of your perception <sighs> Bree and whatever this shapeless form oh are move God. over your head onto the other side of you and Bree it's your turn oh. uh, uh, so, <laughs> am I grappled am I prone you are grappled I am grappled okay yeah. well you can feel that there are these like spiny uh, tentacles that have sort of wrapped themselves around you, something like prodding into your shoulder, almost piercing the scales. Right. And as Rowan moved, you felt your body like jerked towards his movement and then something large carrying you over Rowan, oh blocking his escape. This this thing is, is big. Yeah. It is like, bigger than you for sure. Yeah. Definitely bigger than me for sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm going to rage as a bonus action. Okay. And uh, I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna uh, do the bite, bite form. I, I think as this thing rolls me up over its like back, Bree is just going to like scream out and just try to sink the axe into whatever it is in front of her, uh, and just try to land a hit. Roll an attack. So if you're attacking with the axe, it's a disadvantage. Unless... Right. So we might as well do reckless attack then. Yeah. Because it's also invisible, so. Uh, I, like, I'm not going to give you disadvantage for the invisibility because it's holding on to you. Like, it <laughs> yeah. is all around you. You know where it is. Mm. All right. So I'm, I'm in a reckless attack to just get a normal thing, uh, which is a 16 to hit on the first one. The, your axe is, like, knocked to the side. Oh, my God. All by right. By one of the tentacles. Second attack. 
uh, a little worse. So yeah, I, I think I'm just like flailing about trying to hit it with this axe that I'm not used to and uh, just cannot connect with it. You are getting carried through the air as you're swinging the axe. It's like connecting with these weird appendages which are in the air, blocking your advances at this unseen form of its body. And as you're like struggling to make it out from the area around it, it suddenly and aggressively solidifies in front of you. Ooh. Pale, almost ghostly white, at least 12 tentacles sprouting out of the back of its body. Oh my God. This eyeless form in the center with two large, it, it looks like spider fangs and under it, like a large toothed mouth. You see this tentacle now that's wrapped around your body with a, a large like squid-like appendage on the end of it, which also has a mouth in it. Ah! Uh, no, no. And no. it is going to start biting you. Oh God. Drop my dice on the floor. That counts as a nat one. <laughs> the whole box of <laughs> dice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 13 to hit for the first and then the tentacle is going to try to latch on and bite you for a nat 20 so that's 9 bludgeoning damage and now as it bites in and grabs onto your shoulder and you feel like the little teeth trying to dig through and gain purchase you also feel the tentacle tighten around you and you're now restrained ooh okay not good. And it's got 12 of these things, eh? It's got 12 of these tentacles, yeah. It looks like it's using a lot of them to get around, that it clearly has, like, stepped over your head, Rowan, mm. and moved to try to block you from escaping. Okay. And, yeah, just completely eyeless. Like, it seems like as you move back and forth, it is somehow tracking you, like, moving back and forth, but can't. there's no visible eyes on it. Rowan, it's back to you. Is it avoiding the light, or, or does it matter? Like, does it seem to even notice? No immediate reaction to the light. And it is, it stepped over me and is now blocking the doorway entirely? Yes, yeah. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm going to size it up with my insightful fighting, first of all. So it makes a deception? Oh, that's a nat 20. I won't bother. <laughs> okay. Getting in close is stupid. So instead, I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, try to shoot the tentacle, like the base of the tentacle that's holding Bree. Uh, in the hopes that maybe it'll it'll unwind or loosen or something like that. Okay. Uh, oh, but I'm way too too startled and too freaked out by this weird eyeless thing. So that's uh, that's only an eight. An eight, yeah. So again, like shooting at it, it just seems like the the outside of it looks really like spongy and damp and soft. Okay. But when you shoot at it, like your crossbow bolt just seems to like slide off of the skin and just go fluttering off again, clattering to the ground. Hey, you brute, you, you, you weird old c- creep. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna lean into the nerves here. <laughs> and that's gonna be into the, the game, my turn. And then at the end of your turn, it shimmers and vanishes again. Oh. And Bree, it's your turn. Seeing it disappear, I'm assuming I'm still grappled and restrained by it. Uh, Bree is just going to let out a, a loud growl and roar uh, as the, the runes spark up a little bit. And she's going to cast Thunder Wave using the Aberrant Dragon Mark. Cool. So I can make a con save, uh, DC 16. That's good. It rolled a natural one. Oof. <laughs> Basically the only way it could fail. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, great. So it takes five thunder damage and it gets pushed 10 feet away from me which breaks the grapple 
Great, yeah. So I, I would say it actually, instead of moving it, like blasts you down to the ground under it. Okay. And you see like the water splash behind it as, as it like stumbles backwards. One of the invisible tentacles like steps into the river. You can see, even though you can't see it, you can tell it's been staggered backwards Ooh. and you are free. Uh, I also need to roll a d12 to see what other things happen from this dragon mark. Oh, right. I gain four temporary hit points. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that, that that kind of blasts it back and then uh, just like a, a slight kind of shield of electricity crackles between some of the runes uh, just as kind of a, a like defensive mechanism more than anything else. Um, not too serious, but uh, enough that it binds me together a bit. And that is actually I'm going to I'm going to just like step towards it where I where I know it is. Even though I blasted it away, I still want to like close the gap. I still want to be basically on top of it. Okay. Uh, so again, just like this, this terrible like coming out of the nothing in front of you as. Uh, oh. oh, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go home now. Rowan does a 14 hit. 14 is my AC. Yeah. Okay. So that hits. And this one definitely hits you, Bree, 26. Oh, yeah. So both of you feel these tentacles like wrap around your body <gasps> as you are both lifted off the ground and it just throws you in two directions. Oh. So, Bree, you get thrown like into the river, splashing into the river, taking five bludgeoning damage as you just kind of hit the riverbank and then go flying into the water, just like splashing. Rowan, you get thrown back across the room away from the door you were running towards, towards the darkened section on the other side. Okay. As you take six bludgeoning damage, just rolling to the ground, coming to a stop, kind of caught in a bunch of vines. Okay. And you see the shimmering of a bunch of the plants being disturbed as this invisible creature moves through it and then the jungle around you goes still. Oh no. <laughs> as Rowan, it's your turn. Okay, I uh, detangle myself out of these vines and, and get up and kind of look around. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I, I kind of get an idea for a second and I kind of pat down my pockets and my, my bandolier and my, my belt loop. And oh, yeah, okay. And I come up with this like old battered flask of oil that uh, I just realized has been in my, my gear this whole time. Okay. Uh, and so looking around, I'm going to um, tear a little of the hem off my shirt and then realize that I had a whole bunch of other things, but I'll be like, this isn't the time, Rowan, this isn't the time. And I'm going to stuff it into the flask to try to make a little bit of a, of a Molotov cocktail, maybe? I guess I'm nowhere near the torch. Is the torch even still lit in this room at all? Yes, uh, I think you would have been able to still have it until it threw you. So I would yeah. say it's just like a couple of feet in front of you, sort of catching a bit of the greenery. I'm going to pick that up as well and I'm going to light it and then I'm um, that's probably all of my stuff so now I'm, I'm just kind of all eyes peeled and ears open for, for this creature. Um, can I see Bree at all? You can see where Bree went into the water. Yeah, the water just kind of sloshing where mm -hmm. she was thrown into it. Do I hear that she's still moving? I would say so. I would, yeah. I would, yeah, I'm pretty loud. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so I know I know she's still kicking. So yeah, so I'm uh, just kind of very quietly now listening for, for signs of it with this torch in one hand and, and this cocktail in the other. Okay, Bree. 
I mean, we have no idea where it's gone. I think I would just start moving up that river towards Rowan, taking the dodge action. Okay. So you are dodging. Rowan, you're like holding the two flames. All you can hear right now is the crackling of the flame next to your face, kind of lighting up this immediate area around yeah. you. You hear the sloshing in the water of Bree slowly making her way through, both of you just listening intently, waiting for something to happen. And the whole room around you starts to vibrate with this like deep, deep rumble. It feels like it's just shaking the walls from all sides on the outside. The greenery around you starts to sort of shift and sway back and forth. The ground under your feet vibrating and just goosebumps run over your body. I think it is time for a tactical retreat, Rowan. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Is that sound, when you said the walls were vibrating, you said from the outside. So is the sound seeming to be penetrating into the room? That's what it feels like, okay. yeah. Is there a much bigger version of one of these outside the dome, just like latched onto it? Yeah, pressing <laughs> up against the glass? You can see outside the dome, and there is like a little bit of light coming from in here, enough to see like just the little particles of water moving by outside. Mm. Yeah. It's enough to know that the immediate outside of the glass is clear, but it's just deep, dark nothing after that. Yeah. I want to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Rowan, it's back to you. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm slowly making my way back to the residential section. I'm going to do a bonus action perception to see if I can track it down. Oh, I'm just yeah, he's got me totally creeped out. So that's um, 13. I rolled a 2. As you're moving and trying to get your boundaries, you feel weirdly like even though you can see everything in this room, you feel weirdly lost and disoriented. Mm. Is it, do I get the sense that maybe it's an illusion magic again? Like I've encountered it a few times now and every time it's like one of the few things that always seems to baffle me. Do, am I building a sense that maybe that could be it or? or? The room doesn't feel right. Like th there is something in you, the explorer and the survivalist in you is saying you're going the wrong way as you're walking towards this door. If I still can, uh, I'm going to kind of slow. Well, well Bree something doesn't feel right about this. I, and I'm going to look back over my shoulder to the, what I'm guessing was the dark area. Yeah. What, what, does that, what does that look like? You look back towards the dark area, and there's something about it. You just feel almost drawn towards it. It makes you feel safer to look in that direction. There's like a <laughs> fear the and illusion? a tentative uh. yeah. movement that like as you move back towards the the residential area you've been to like you just your your hair stands up yeah. and you you feel this instinctive push and you don't feel that when you look back towards the dark yeah okay i'm i'm still looking into the dark and i'm gonna say uh okay uh okay t call me crazy but i think uh i think we i gotta follow my gut on this one uh let's go this way yeah we uh something some something's pulling me and i'm going to uh to head back that way through the jungle, there's another bridge on the other side that would cross over onto that. Mm -hmm. It's a good, like, 100-foot stretch to that bridge, but you start to make your way across the inside. Again, I, I would say still probably with the torch and everything, carefully looking out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but still no sign of the creature. And, Bree, it's your turn. Is my sword still dug into the ground near the entrance? It, it would be by the tree, right? Yeah. Or by the tree, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I think if I saw Rowan going that way, I would... Rowan, he's not way uh, out of here. And I would I would go just towards Rowan. Just towards Rowan. I know I know, we got to stay together at this point. Uh, I was going to grab the sword and flee, but uh, <laughs> given the circumstances, I... I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay back to back to him as much as possible. And I will continue making the dodge action if I can as well. Yeah, yeah, you can do another dodge. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing like the, the, the backup fighting defensively sort of thing, yeah. trying to keep an eye out. Yeah, so as you start to make your way towards that door, you start to hear again that scraping and scrabbling sound from above. It sounds like with every step that you take, it moves a little bit a well as well on the ceiling. In the same direction? Yes, yeah. It seems like it's sort of tracing your movements across the ceiling. And Rowan, it's back to you. And I'm still getting that that sense that you described before. Okay, Teak, I'm gonna need one of those rings off you and we're gonna try to open this door. It's closed, right? The dark the dark area is closed? No, no, it's open. Oh, okay. And we're gonna open no, hold on, the door's open here. Alright, okay. Uh I can't explain it, Bree, but but Something's pulling me this way. Uh, we get through. We close the door. It is trapped in here. It's not a problem. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. And I still got my uh, little little flask on, uh, with the lit wick and my torch up. And my torch is up over my head, but the flask is sort of low. And uh, I can hear it up there, so I'm trying to to, to see it and kind of keep the, the torch sort of waving between it and me. I'll do another, another bonus action perception, but my action is going to be dodge, I think. Oh, that's way better. 20. That's 30. 30? Yeah. So you are waving the torch over your head and you are like looking straight up, but out of the corner of your eye, as you wave the torch, you see all the shadows of the plants move in one direction. And then as you wave the torch back, all the shadows of the plants move back in that direction, except for in one spot right in front of you where it seems like the plants there, it's like the light isn't reaching them. And you feel cool. just like Very. a warm breath move over you with like a stench of decaying seafood. Mm. Yeah, as I, as I feel that breath, um, I, like as a player, I'm too nervous to think of something cool to say. So I'm just gonna lob <laughs> at that breath. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you you throw it forward. Just make like a ranged attack. Plus six. Okay. So that's uh, that's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Great. So you throw it, and uh, again, like way closer than you think it should be, the flask bursts over something unseen, and you see the silhouette of this creature now engulfed in flame as it like screeches and reels backwards as the fire just licks over the front of its body, slowly like shimmering back into visibility, this milky, gross, spongy skin, all these tentacles, which you now see are reached up and around the two of you as you're walking closer to it, ready to pull you into its open mouth. And Bree, it's your turn. Oh my God. As Rowan throws this flasks and explodes, can I like roll over his back with the axe yes. and just try to drive it straight into the center of this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm doing this recklessly for sure because I want advantage or I guess normal. <laughs> <laughs> As you are spinning over Rowan's shoulder, you feel like a crackling in your hand 
as you wield the axe, like lightning wrapping around Badass. your fists. And cool. as you spring over it, you feel an anger of this trespasser that is in your territory. And the axe suddenly loses half of its heft. And Ooh. as you are carrying it over it, it now feels like it was made for you. So you can take full advantage on that attack as you've unlocked the first level yeah. of your axe. Immigrant song starts to starts to roll out. <laughs> that is a 19 plus 5. That is a hit. And does this this axe crits on a 19 as well, if it I'm does, reading this yeah. correctly? <laughs> it crits on a 19. So that's a crit on the first strike. Amazing. Which is a 10, 20, plus 4, plus... Oh, I'm not raging. My rage would have ran out. So uh, 28 damage. Nice. Wow. With the first swing. As I guess I just, I might fall like a little short, but like sink into its like lower jaw, I imagine, and just like cut down just in between its front right row of the, teeth. Yeah, yeah I, I think one of those sort of spider-like fangs goes swinging off into the distance as you like just sink right into the side of its face. Oh, so cool. And then that's a 20 two on the second hit. That's a hit. For 15 damage. Okay. And I know I should probably rage. So let's do that. <laughs> it's also a rage again. I wish I had done it at the beginning of this turn, but uh, such as- You just like come forward, you dig straight into the side of its face. One of those fangs goes spinning off. You cut another one of the tentacles off as it reaches to try to grab you and push you away. And it is stammering backwards now, all of these tentacles sweeping over its body, trying to remove the fire. And as you finish your turn, you see again, it tries to shimmer out of existence, but as the oil and the burning flames move down all of its tentacles, it's unable to go invisible. So it sort of staggers backwards and it's going to try to defend itself. So no. <laughs> first attack is coming at you, Bree. I mean, you can just yeah. talk to us, you know. <laughs> and it, it does get advantage on these attacks now too. Oh, it does get advantage, okay. Yeah, yeah. In fair. that case, that's a dirty 20. Yep. Actually, I'm going to use my tail because I raged to add six to my AC, so that misses. Okay, awesome. So this is part of my, my form of the beast. Uh, I can grow, I can make my tail spinier and tougher and uh, roll D8s too as a reaction to add to my AC for just that attack. Okay. So then the, with the first one, yeah, like reaching towards you, you see that, that small mouth open, like it's about to grab onto your neck again. Uh, and your tail comes just swinging up, batting it out of the way, revealing another tentacle that's moving towards you as well. <clears throat> Is another nat 20. Oh. Oh, God. We should have Ooh. looked for healing potions in that residential district. <laughs> 19. Ouch. Piercing damage. Okay. And you are grappled again as this tentacle wraps around you. Yeah, yeah. Rowan, back to you. I'm going to slash with my short sword, that, uh, ten that tentacle, and I'm gonna really kind of give it my all in the hopes that I can hack through it. That's 18. That's a hit. Oh, sweet, right, and damage. And I have my insightful fighting, all right. Do oh wait, is it sneak attack on this? Uh, yeah, I, I just answered yes, my own question. Yeah. Uh, 19 damage. 19, okay. Nice. So as the, the tentacle wraps around, the small mouth opens about to like bite onto 
Bree's neck, and then it goes limp as you cut right through the tentacle. Sweet. Uh, and it falls off, just like squirming on the ground, like it has a mind of its own. Bree, you're freed from the grapple. Mm, oh, yeah. And this creature now, with like having lost a couple of tentacles and still like burning, is kind of limping and, and shuddering as it moves backwards towards the door. But it is going to... Oh, I can't. It doesn't have you grappled. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know what you are, but you bit off more than you can chew today. <laughs> Again, like its skin kind of sputtering, going translucent, but not going invisible. It flings its tentacles up, which just extend to this disgusting length as they just like slap onto the wall above and it pulls itself up oh. 60 feet into the air onto the feet. wall. Whoa. And Bree, it's your turn. Do I get an attack of opportunity for that? I think you used your reaction. I did, I did, yeah. I did, I did, what, I did. Would yeah. I? You would, Rowan, oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Insightful fighting, so I guess still sneak attack damage. Or no, because it's once per turn. This huh. only happens when your turn ends. So I think I think it is. I think you would get sneak attack. Hell yes, I will not look that gift horse in the mouth. Uh, well, I I rolled I rolled low, so that's all right. Uh, Fifteen plus six <laughs> is twenty-one. Yeah, that's a hit. So that's thirteen damage. No, thirteen damage. Yeah. As it gets out of your range, just like chopping at one of the tentacles as it goes, still this like sea of the remaining tentacles down under it, reaching and snapping at you. You're able to kind of cut at some that are in front of your face. And Bree, it's your turn. Bree is upset that this thing is trying to flee. I'm just going to kind of pounce forward towards the door, which I, I assume is probably quite a bit away still. Like if you use your movement, you could get to the door this turn because you moved you moved a couple of turns towards it. Before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I would say you're doing this fight like on one side of the bridge. So you just need to c cross to right, the other side right. of the bridge. To oh, get but to the I'm door. also not tall enough to use this key by myself. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I would just move to the door while trying to keep an eye on it and figure out whether or not I've got to go between Rowan and the door trying to protect kind of both. I'll just prepare an action that if it comes into range I'm going to slash at it. At the end of your turn you can feel it as you're like you're moving out it is still like tracking the two of you moving its head back and forth. It, it feels like something on the side of its head is what is tracking you as it just kind of turns mm, okay. looking between the two of you with, with this eyeless face and it kind of scutters along the wall halfway between the two of you, trying to stay in the darkness, but the burning around it, keeping it illuminated. How's that for fairy fire? <laughs> it drops off the wall and crashes into the river. Uh, a bunch of like steam coming up as the fire is extinguished Ooh. and kind of obscuring over the top of the bridge. So between the two of you now, just this wall of fog as it drops into the so, river. Cool. Yeah. And Rowan. Okay, so you've got a bit of a brain between those two, uh, lack of uh, whatever. And I'm going to see if I can, um, can I still see it at all? No, because it's all foggy. So in this dark area, is there a cube? And I'm guessing it's covered in vines and stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say there's like a couple on either side of the bridge, even that close to you. Hmm. Would it be a waste? No, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to haul the vines off of one of the cubes. Okay. Um, what kind of roll would that be? I, I don't think you need a roll for that. Like the the vegetation around it is pretty brittle. Okay. And and so you're able to just kind of like pull the vines away from it, and the bright light of this room shines out. Still like bouncing against the fog, but I think through it now you would be able to see Bree. You would definitely be able to see Rowan's silhouette on the other side of the. Okay. Of the mist, yeah. 
Okay. And um, that would be my action, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah, bonus, uh, I'll do another perception and shout out what I see. Oh, that's good again. This thing must be not quite evenly weighted because it tends to land on 14 a lot. Um, that's Don't 25. Don't say that out loud, just keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> 25. Um, so as the light shines out from the cube and this mist is like moving over the bridge, you can see there is like a swirl of movement through the mist. Okay. And as you like move back a little bit, you can see the light not making it all the way through the mist to the other side being blocked by tentacles which are reaching up from under the bridge and then freezing in that sort of rib cage pattern that it looked like it was going to use to pull you into its mouth earlier around the bridge yeah yeah i'll i'll shout that that to, to brie that it's uh yeah it, it's trolling under that bridge <laughs> and brie it's your turn i'd like to move up to the river not quite within range of it just up the river a little bit and if i can just place my the axe and my hands under the river and cast shocking grass cool and just try to send it like downstream cool 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 i don't yes. know if that, if that, if that works I, cool. I love it very cool it would only be a 13 to hit yeah so it does like it shocks down the water but there is no there's no like reaction there's no change uh yeah. the the mist does light up as the water just like conducts the lightning as it just shoots up from around the bridge but there's no no screech no reaction i am not strong enough uh and yeah just pulls pulls back out and uh readies herself to charge in next round and i think like as you're getting up to ready yourself there is a splash in front of you as something comes shooting out of the water and it's going to make an attack bad you didn't reckless attack this round so it doesn't get advantage so that's a 13 no dice Mm-hmm. And then another splash for an 18. I'm going to use my tail reaction. Okay. Which adds plus one, which makes it 19. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, two two splashes come out. Like the electricity, I think, I'm from sorry, the water. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm not raged because it, it, I didn't take damage last turn, so my rage ended. I can't do that. Okay. Oh, okay. Darn. So the first one, the electricity is coated over the water, and as the tentacle comes shooting out, you see the electricity is wrapped around it, kind of revealing it to you. The first one going by your head, but as you avoid it, the second one wraps around your legs, dealing another seven piercing damage and grappling you again. And Rowan, it's back to you. You definitely hear those that splashing yeah. on the other side of the mist. All right, I'm going to kind of circle it a little bit. Um, so that I can kind of see kind of under the bridge a little bit more, if, if that's possible, even like kind of through maybe some of the growth or something. And I'm going to bonus action perception, and I'm, I'm trying to see if I can see its weird little head. Or is it invisible at this point? Is it just dark? Uh, and... No, so it, it attacks, so it would be visible again. Yeah, okay. Um, so like as it wraps around Bree, like Bree, you can only see the tentacle sticking up out of the river. <laughs> so the only thing stopping you from seeing it right now is this mist. I'm going to, yeah, I'm still going to do that and try to get a bead on it. Um, so that's a 21. As the, the mist does start to clear as its source is uh, extinguished, uh, under the water you can just see the dark form of the large head or, or body yeah. of it and just these tentacles reaching up towards Bree trying to pull her okay. in. Well, I, I moved so I can't give myself advantage, but I am going to try to shoot that head. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Um, oh, wait, no, it's only plus six. Um, so six, seven, uh, 18, so that is all right. 18's a hit, yep. Sweet. 16, 17, 18, uh, 19 damage. 
19, okay. And you're shooting the head? Yeah. So yeah, you, it shoots into the water, hitting it in the side of its of its head. Free, you feel it constrict in pain as it cries out just this like gurgling sound now as it's under the water. The water around you just like explodes upwards as these tentacles come out and again, like freakishly long latch onto the wall above the doorway and mm. pull itself and you up Ooh. onto the wall. Oof. And it's your turn. Uh, so this thing has pulled me, it's pulled me up. I'm just by this one tentacle. Can I make a Hungry Jaws bite attack on this tentacle to try and sever it? Yeah, absolutely. As my bonus action. Uh, ugh, awful 10 to hit. Yeah, uh, it, it's just, yeah, you can't quite reach it. It's too close to your neck. Yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm kind of just like... <laughs> Like swaying from this tentacle more than anything else. And sorry, I'm 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 like sixty feet in the air right now. Uh, fifty feet because it went from under the bridge. But yeah, fifty feet in the air. I think I'm I'm going to drop the axe and attempt to grapple it with my with one of my attacks. Okay. I'm also going to rage again. Yeah. But this time, claw form. So that's advantage on strengths for raging. Grapple check opposed. Okay. Abysmal. Uh, 11 is the number to beat. Yeah, does not beat it. Okay. Rolled a five. It rolled a five? It rolled a five, yeah. Oh, great. Plus plus nothing? Plus not enough, yeah. Oh, really? So it's grappled? Yeah, it doesn't beat 11, no. Oh, my God. Okay, and then I'm going to claw attack it, which I will not do recklessly. That's a two, so that that one misses, but uh, claw attacking allows me to attack another time. Oh my god, I'm rolling so bad. <laughs> That's a 13 to hit? 13 is not a hit, no. Okay. And then Yeah, that's 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 it. So yeah, I guess I guess I just basically like reach forward with one of my arms and wrap it around the tentacle so that I have like a similar grasp on it and then I'm just trying to like probably every time I'm like swinging back and forth just taking another another like paw <laughs> at it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just awesome. can't seem to connect. Yeah, and it, at the end of your turn, as you're, like, swinging at it, as you're swinging back and forth through the air, it, again, disappears. As it disappears, you feel yourself hoisted farther. You start to move farther up the wall as it starts to climb, uh, moving up another 10 feet. So you're 60 feet above the ground now as it crawls its way upwards, lifting this weight. And then you stop and slowly around you again, starting to shimmer back into visibility. You see just like the teeth right in front of you as it tries to bite you. Yeah. Because you're not ungrappled, right? You're just both grappling each other? We're both grappled, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it can try to bite you. Oh my god. With advantage, a five and a seven. it can't move. Because it's grappled. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I guess... Yeah, a grappled creature's speed becomes zero. Okay. I mean, I don't know how this... Based on the way it's got me grappled, it seems like it would not have any trouble moving up this wall. I am more than willing to let that one slide. No, I think this is good. I think this makes sense, because you've got it in one arm, and you're like, you know, Captain America with the other arm, just like the claws in the wall, just holding yourself, stopping from being pulled upwards. And then because it can't pull you up, that's when it starts to materialize 
and bite at you. So cool. I love that image. Yeah, yeah. So it's only for a 14, though? Uh, no, that doesn't hit. So I feel like it's like moving in to bite you and that hand comes up and just like holds the mouth open as it's trying to like bite down and sink these teeth. Again, this like warm breath, this decay smell moving over you. Uh, Rowan, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm watching this action as I frantically reload my crossbow. <laughs> uh, I'm not moving this time and I'm going to take careful aim and try to get that head again. Okay. So that's advantage. Still not great. Uh, 17? 17 is its AC. Oh, great. So you hit. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, 20 damage. Yeah, and able to like shoot just past Bree's head into the center mass of yeah. it as it's trying to bite. My hand's so shaky that I have to brace it with the other one in like, like police style. Like, okay, <laughs> breathe in and then plea and then squeeze. Uh, and it reels backwards. Uh, I, and I think with that amount of damage is going to drop Bree. Oh. oh, I'm grappled to it. Oh, so you're going to hold on? Oh my God, yes. I'm not, <laughs> not taking 50 yes. feet of fall damage. Okay, so you're in control of the grapple. Amazing. And it is, you're in control of the grapple, so it can't move, which stops that legendary action. So it, yeah, shimmers and goes invisible again. Oh but you are still holding it and it's your turn. Okay. Because of my fighting style, unarmored fighting, it automatically takes 1d4 bludgeoning damage at the start of my turn. Cool. For one damage. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Um, Attrition, and, and baby. So we saw it earlier on the, when we kind of split up, it seemed like it was turning side to side to like hear us or something. So I wanted to just swing up and try to claw at where I saw those openings. Okay. Or, or sensors or whatever. Whatever it uh, is. I'm obviously, I'm doing this on an invisible creature swinging from the air, so I'm taking disadvantage on all these rolls. Yeah, so like I, I would say if you just wanted to deal damage to it, you could take it regularly because it's because you're holding it. But if you want to take like a called shot, you can take disadvantage for a better effect. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Okay. I got three attacks with claw form, so that is a thirteen plus five, eighteen on the 18's first. Eighteen's a hit. Uh, then a critical fail, and then a not enough. So I'll take the eighteen. Okay. Land one of my three for nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. okay. So you like reach up to where its face just was. Uh, I feel like when it was trying to release you, like trying to get you away from it, you fell down to the edge of its tentacle so that you're holding on to its tentacle, <laughs> not the other way around. So you have to kind of like do a one arm pull up to slash at where its face was. And as it drags down, you feel like that spongy skin just breaking around your claws. Um, this sort of purple ooze covering your hand, and Oop. you feel it catch in something cartilagey as you move through, uh, and it it's a different like sound of pain emanates from it. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, that's my turn. I can cool okay. as hell. Already invisible, it can't move, it doesn't have you grappled, it can't do any of those things, <laughs> so it is going to try to break the grapple. Okay. 21 to beat. 24. Yes. No way. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a 19. Awesome. So it is like 
flinging you back and forth, like as more tentacles grabbing you and pushing you, trying to release you from its body. But you are just like holding on. You've got like what now wrapped around your arm like a rope and you're yeah. using it to like steady yourself on its body and it cannot do anything. So Rowan, it's back to you. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to uh, look at how um, Bree is like fighting it off and kind of gather where it is from from that. I'm going to use that. Uh, so I'm guessing that still gives me disadvantage, though. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, which means, let me. Does my insightful fighting give me sneak attack even if I have disadvantage? I don't think so. I think one of the things on sneak attack is you can never get it with disadvantage. Unless yep. so, unless insightful fighting. But not if you says, have disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. straight attack, uh, just a fifteen. So it goes wide. Yeah, clattering off the wall. Difficult to tell where it ends and Bree begins. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how much you've shut down these legendary actions. It can't. <laughs> <laughs> so Bree, it's your turn again. Well, I'm going to do the only reasonable thing that I can do here, which is try to run up the wall with my feet and make a push attack to see if I can dislodge it and ride it down <laughs> like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> Unreal. I love it. <laughs> it. It's just like a push uh, push attack, so that's still like opposed athletics. Opposed athletics, okay. Instead of making an attack roll, you make an athletics check contrasted by it. Yeah, athletics or acrobatics. You're beating a 12. 18. Describe what that looks like. <laughs> right on, cowboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think with, with it wrapped around my arm, uh, Bree just kind of sinks her foot claws into the wall and tries to use like the momentum of the swing to just get up to where it is, grab it with the other hand and then just throw all of her body weight into it at the same time to get it down closer to within range of Rowan. Okay. So both of you, you, you hear the scraping and see the scratches go into the wall of the tentacles trying to hold on as you push your whole body weight backwards off into its body. It slowly, as it falls, becomes visible again, just like biting at you. It's it's the Gandalf Balrog. You're yes. punching it while you fall yes. through the air. Yes. Yeah. It hits the ground, so it's going to take... So you're both going to take fall damage, but yeah. you're going to take half because you're landing on it. Okay. So you're both I have gonna... two attacks I'm more than willing to make in mid-air as well, by the way. Oh, amazing. Yeah, do that. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll these recklessly. It's invisible still. It's uh, it's visible as it's falling. Oh yeah, let's make these recklessly then. That one hits at 21. Yeah. 21. And that one misses at 10. It's 10 damage from one claw. 10 damage plus three, six, nine, 14, 20 from the fall. So you take 10 I'm from the fall. So five. And you can describe what this looks like as that final claw attack kills it. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I think I, I think probably it lands right in the center of that stone bridge over the river, uh, and just the whole bridge as yeah. we were battling down, falling through the air, and then we hit the bridge. The bridge just explodes down into the river as the a big pile of dust and purple ooze go flying up in the water. Yeah. The shock wave from the remaining mist just like shooting off, none obscuring the area as, yeah, the last pieces of rubble collapse into the water in front of you, Rowan, and you're out of initiative.
thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben and Whom were played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. Phelan was played by Evan Walsh. The World of Fadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5e system published by Wizards of the Coast. Our logo was created by Mike Butler, and our character art was created by Mike Fian and Brepi. Available links to the players and artists can be found in the show notes. Go check them out. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener. To support the show, go check out patreon.com slash wonderandblunder, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice, and follow us on social media at Wonder and Blunder. Thanks for continuing to listen and spreading the word. It means the world to us. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.